What's up, fan bros? This is Tatiana King-Jones, the Stiletto Stunner, and I'm here to bring you a special report on WWE SummerSlam 2015. I'm here with my boys, Bowman12L, who writes for fanbros.com, and IlloYC, who you may have heard from the special deliveries. Pardon my audio. I may sound a little weird, but I'm here in full effect. Listen now. Enjoy. I'm here with my boys, Illa Weiss and Bowman, to talk WWE SummerSlam 2015. We're here to talk about the current world of wrestling, some of our SummerSlam predictions, and other awesome topics on wrestling. What's good, Grand Duchess? How you doing? I am well. Illa Weiss, why don't you introduce yourself? It's your main man, Illa Weiss. You know, signing in. I, I don't know if we're in the uh, the spaceship or the, the skate pod or, or where we at, but it's wrestling special delivery. I don't know. Maybe in the compact, the, the trash compact, because we don't know yet. <laughs> you know, trying to do a little Star Wars in there. And the other gentleman that was uh, cracking up in the background, that's our uh, our buddy Bowman back there. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Tatiana? Hello, what's good? Good, good. How y'all feeling today? Hey, man, we feeling good. We feeling good. We about to talk some wrestling, some good old-fashioned wrestling. So let's get to it. Expect the same thing is going to happen in this four-quarter match. Let me tell you something, Gino. Can you out here talking about a click? The only click you need to know about is the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. See, because what you're dealing with here is the brotherhood. It's nonstop from this point on in WCW. We take what we want. And after we take Lex Luger and the Giant, we want the gold sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. Something that obviously will forever remain a hot topic for WWE, and that is wrestling's shaky, shaky history when it comes to race and race relations. And, you know, the fact that everything, <laughs> they rely heavily upon stereotypes and uh, racist attitudes, to be honest. Uh, what you, I also, again, want to hear you guys take on this and also how that relates to the most recent Hulk Hogan controversy and how they basically pulled a Benoit on him and, and just <laughs> erased him from the entire Bible of WWE. So, and see, I hate, I hate WWE for that. I was explaining that story to somebody else. Chris Benoit was a great wrestler. And the ill thing about it is that they cre- he, he this happened on a Saturday to Sunday. He didn't show up to a pay-per-view on a Sunday. Monday night, they have a, a great tribute to him. Everybody's praising him, saying all this great stuff, all this wonderful Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit, he's a good man, a good friend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, showing clips from his matches. And then more information comes out Tuesday, Wednesday, and they proceed to black this dude out. Like, he doesn't exist. Like, when WWE gives you the wash, they give you the CIA, FBI, wash, like you're gone, you know, and and that's terrible to me because it's like... Even if you kill your family. Period. I mean, Chris Benoit, you know, he killed his family under whatever circumstances, fine. As a wrestling fan, I still want to be able to watch his match, you know, because you just on here talking about how great a dude he was just, just the last night. It was all good yesterday, you know, so I mean... It gets into a bigger a bigger issue of does one action, you know, negate the entirety of your life? Um, because I don't know the reasoning, reason and rationale behind it, but it should still be, you know, he wrestled. This happened. I saw it. You know what I mean? He existed as a premium. Like if I was his family, I would be so incensed and pissed, you know, maybe filing a lawsuit or something. You know, why do that to that man? Bowman, you were going to jump in. What were you going to say? I understand them as, as a public company. They're trying to say that they have no responsibility in what he did. I, I think just erasing him cold turkey from history is dangerous because 
even if you don't want to say, okay, Ben Rawls is a man, he's responsible for his own actions for killing his family. By erasing it from history, also negate any possible conversations of what this means, what mental health might mean in our country, in a, in a country where we don't talk about mental health and suicide and murders and all that. We don't talk. So like that, that I just erasing him cold turkey. But at the same time, I mean, it's the biggest sweeping under the rug. Sweeping under the rug is dangerous. When we erase history, it's dangerous. The thing is, Chris Benoit, he is a murderer. He killed his family. Hulk Hogan, on the other hand, he chose the right fight to fight, all right? Because this is America. And Hulk Hogan will be back in the WWE. He is, he, their legacy is built on this man. But he chose the right fight, all right? He can be forgiven for racism because this is America after all. And understand that WWE is a publicly traded company that has no black board members, no black writers, no black agents. Well, okay, maybe Farouk. I think he's an agent. But pretty much most of the people that run that company are old Southern and New York boys that have been in the wrestling business since the 70s and the 80s. All right, Michael Hayes is like top of talent relations right now. Remember, a couple of years ago, Michael Hayes was suspended for a few months because he went up to Mark Henry and said, I'm more of an N-word than you are. Yeah, I remember. Remember Michael Hayes, part of the Freebirds, who wrestled <laughs> who wrestled with the Confederate flag on his face. Remember, he's top of talent relations. He is in every single WWE special that airs on the network right now. Tell me Hulk Hogan won't be back by Mania next year. Uh, Hulk Hogan won't be back by Mania next year. It- Okay, he no. probably won't be back by maybe. He won't be back. be back. He won't. I, he absolutely will not be back. The other question is: Is Hulk Hogan a racist? Yeah, <laughs> he, he said yes. it himself. Yes. He said so himself. End of discussion. He said it twice. <laughs> There's no more. We don't need to discuss it. He said That's it. That's not I'm the a racist. you know. He, he clearly says that. But the thing with this is that um, I mean, he's an old white man, you know, and he's a racist. He says something in the privacy of his own bedroom. You know, whatever. And I don't really even care that Hulk Hogan's a racist. Like, I really don't. You know, it doesn't really make a difference to me. He's an old, rich, white man. What do you expect him to be? You know, but he is a beloved figure. But the thing of it is, is that Vince, WWE, they've always had beef with Hulk Hogan. So that's where I think more than anything else why he wouldn't be coming back. Because this is our fine, our opportunity to finally stamp out Hogan. And just erase him and eliminate him. I know Vince McMahon sat in the office with some Vaseline. And, and and glee, and was like, yeah, finally got rid of Hogan. You know, I mean, because there's like underlying, you know, Hulk Hogan is responsible for the WWE as we know it, but so is Vince's ego. And so just to stamp him out, oh, you know, he was chomping at the bit for this. Yeah. WWE, it has a shaky history. Now, Tatiana, I know from talking from you, you weren't the biggest fan of Alberto De Rio. Um, no, his his WWE work is kind of just like, yeah. But WWE no. does that to people. Texas He's a good worker, but I never liked him. But, like, when, when he got fired from the company last year, it was just another, like, here's the WWE. Del Rio, for those that don't know, he was fired because he put hands on a writer for the WWE. Yeah. Why did Del Rio put hands on a writer? Because this man was continually making racial jokes about Mexicans being in the, in the kitchen and why Del Rio should wash his dishes. Del Rio confronted the man, asked the man to apologize, laughed in Del Rio's first. He took an ass whooping for it. Del Rio gets fired. That's the guy that kept doing the racial comments to Del Rio and the other Hispanic workers. What happened to him? Nothing. 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 Absolutely. So they, they co-signed the this stuff all the time. I mean, look at, you know, what happened with Booker, uh, with Mark Henry, but also with Booker T. You know, they had that storyline with Triple H 
where, I mean, that wasn't just borderline. I mean, they went there. You know what I'm saying? Just like he wasn't good enough. Oh, they want that. That was the whole premise of that story about 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 yep. race and even class relations. Like that whole premise of that of their feud was based on that. In Booker T losing on WrestleMania in the grandest stage of them all, and then that was it. No follow up. No nothing. You're done, son. Yep. Another sweet. And it's like that would have been a. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Having Booker T triumph in that moment and win. That would have been the biggest thing they could they could use that tool right now. Booker T triumphed over racism, you know what I mean? And oh, what I mean, they couldn't put it like that because that would, that would put Triple H in a bad situation. But it was still the fact that they were unwilling to make the call and say, "Hey, let's put this uh this black dude in this spot, make him the champ, you know, have him win in this way." And that's a you know it's a disservice, you know what I mean, that they do constantly to all the minority characters. So it's like. I was having a conversation with Combat Jack, um, and he was talking about the New Day. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to be, you know, they're the next great new uh, mid-carters. I mean, and that's what it is. You're only going so far. And the glass ceiling is really low if you're a minority character. If you're Asian, if you're Latino. I mean, Latino, we need you, so we're going to give you a little bit of a boost and shine because the Latino market is huge, and they're big supporters of wrestlers. But, like, those black people and those other, you know, darkies, no. So... Oh, geez, don't use that. (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, but the WWE was more progressive. They wouldn't even use really race as a a motivation for a story in the first place. Like there should have never been Triple H telling telling, uh, Booker, you know, basically telling him your kind doesn't belong here. You know, you don't, you're not supposed to be here, boy. And whether he said that directly or indirectly, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't have been the focus of the feud in the first place. But... I agree with what you're saying, uh, Yuri. If if that was back in the day, you can't change the past. If they would at least have addressed the I, the concept of racism and use that as more of an empowering teaching vehicle, then we wouldn't be having this conversation today. However, that leads me to believe that back to the original focus of WWE was never to be an empowering or teaching vehicle. It was an entertainment. It was show wrestling first, then became about entertainment then became about being a media juggernaut. So at the end of the day, you're really fighting against a few elements here. It's, it's, there, the, there's the pure element at the very core, which is just simply about wrestling. It's simply about fans reaching out and understanding the wrestlers, uh, understanding and, and enjoying their stories and the physicality of what they're doing and just enjoying the aspect of, as you say, men and women throwing chairs over each other's heads. But then that's the very small core. But as it as it stands now, as the machine of WWE stands now, it's mostly surrounded by media and money, and that's what WWE is about. They they, they don't care to be a teaching vehicle, and right they now. never have. I don't I don't think it's uh they're a, a teaching. Um, they're not trying to be high form literature. But I, I I touch on some of these topics in, in a piece I wrote for the site a couple of months ago called Why It's Pointless to Be. Uh, get excited for black wrestlers in the WWE. Once black wrestlers get to the E, it's like their momentum just seems to uh, just die. I don't know if you guys saw a couple of weeks ago, Uha Nation signed with NXT. Uh, yeah, he's a that. rising he's a rising indie star. Uha is his actual real last name. Uh, he got a new name last week, and his name is Apollo Cruz. So, yes, uh, so a combination. Of Apollo Creed and Terry Crews, they just yeah. two black sounding names to put them together, and it, it kind of sinks. It's not just um, black wrestlers, but 
but um minority wrestlers their their character begins and ends with their ethnicity or their race that's that's where it begins and ends with and it's and it's and it's messed up because even los matadores these are two puerto rican guys playing bullfighters why yeah why, <laughs> why? <laughs> There's no rivalry. Why? So if WWE, um, I think eventually, slowly, they will be have to they'll they'll have to be forced to change their act because they're now public. They've been public for a few years. They haven't always been a publicly traded company. They're now public. They're cleaning up their act and they're trying to expand their audience. And they've kind of had a hard time expanding their audience, especially with Hispanic viewers. Once Mysterio got injured, wasn't on TV as much, and they've been looking for new luchadors to try and expand that. But the problem is. A lot of luchadors don't want to come to E now because they hear stories from Del Rio. They hear stories from Mysterio. So they're going to have to clean up if they're really going to want to change that. And in Mexico, they have AAA. They don't need the E down there as much as they used to. They have AAA. So slowly over time, you know, change is slow. Slowly over time, they'll have to clean up their act. Will we see it like now? Maybe not. Well, while Kofi Kingston and the rest of the minorities stay in mid-card hell, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back after these messages. It's Bailey! Ah! Put it here! Yang! Yang! What's up? You want to yeah. go use the bubble machine? Like old times? Do you uh, dance? Um, mm, no, not really yeah. oh, it. Me neither. I was just talking to Charlotte. She has a main event match with Sasha. You want to come sit with me? We can go watch. You, you want to watch that match? Yeah. The one that you should have been in, but you weren't because you lost at TakeOver. <laughs> Walking around, give everyone high turns and throwing out headbands and hugging people. <laughs> it's just like you. Mm. No, it's cool though, it's cool. Like, I mean, look at me. I did the same thing when I was at Raw, being really nice and look where that got me. Back here at NXT. <laughs> just something to think about. One of the things that they've had quite trouble with in maybe the last decade was the women's division. And I, I don't know if that's just because it's tradition or it's because that they really, really don't care. But it's interesting to hear both of your takes on the, the current state of the women's division and where you see that going. For me, I mean, it's the same, you know, WWE squanders talent left and right. And what they do, they focus with the women, they just focus on titillation and goofy shit. Versus, like, they've had some talented wrestlers from, um, what was her name? Beth Phoenix, Trish Stratus, Lita, um, oh, what's the, uh, I, I want to say it's Jay. She was an Asian lady. Um, and her name, I think it had a J. It escaped me right now. So they've had, and, you know, currently they have Naomi, um, Natalia. They have some t- talented wrestlers, but they'll focus on people like the Bella Twins, you know, who are terrible in the ring. Or all these other people, you know, who've gotten these implants and these bleach blonde hairdos and can do the splits or something. And it's like, you have talented women who are very athletic, who can do their thing. Let them shine. Let them have real matches. Let them get the action and do what they need to do, you know. And it's just not happening. WWE forever squanders these opportunities. And I don't see that really changing. But not in the current time. I mean, after like Lita and Trish left in this, this Bella era... I would say from around like 2009 to present, the WWE hasn't really respected their audience. They've kind of conditioned their audience to see the diva segments as the segment to go buy popcorn and to go use bathroom time. Um, that's what they've kind of conditioned the audience. And and they they've just haven't established any characters or the simple things you need to make 
wrestling work because wrestling isn't a real sport. You can't just have these people out there. Um, you have to give them reason, logic, character. And um, the the Divas Division has been just these girls are just fighting each other because, hey, look, all girls hate each other. It's kind of messed up. But that's what they've done for the last eight years. Um, NXT, they've changed that. They actually gave these characters, uh, these these ladies, motivations why they're wrestling, actually let them wrestle multiple NXT events and with the women's championship or women's segments that are actually the, the main event of that night. And it's awesome. But as soon as they get called up to the main roster, it's like all logic just leaves the building. And when Emma was originally called up to the main roster, she was completely just like a blank slate than what she was in NXT. And then the WWE did nothing to kind of like explain who she was, why she's dancing. They didn't go over the background of her character or why she's doing her moves. And and then she flopped. Yeah, I'm actually lamenting about that. That was, that was like a horrible, horrible train wreck. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. So right now they have their whole women's revolution going on, which, okay, they're giving uh, the ladies, which is progress for them. They're giving them like two segments, multiple minutes, like 14 minute matches on Raw, right. which is crazy, right? I, 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 would, I wouldn't call it a revolution, but go ahead. Yeah, it kind of stems from like that issue with AJ Lee. But that's the thing. Like I said, I, like I said, they call, they call it a, a revolution. But at the same time, who are these women? Why are they fighting? What are they fighting for? What are their motivations? Who are they in and outside the ring? There's none of that. We've just put women in the ring. Now we're letting them wrestle. But we still haven't. We've taken everything that makes them unique individuals. We just, oh, we got these NXT ladies. They're awesome. You guys like NXT, right? NXT is the coolest thing on the internet, right? Look at us. We're cool. That's what the NXT, that's what the WWE is doing right now. But they're they're not doing any of the character work, any of the, the building for this to actually mean anything in the long run. Right. Now, see, now that takes me back to what I was saying earlier about their writing and how they tend to always be playing catch up. You brought up a good point with the fact that they they simply just don't listen to the audience. Well, now they're getting to a point where, yeah, they're going to listen to the audience, but there's no uh, logic put behind it. It's just, oh, you want to see this woman out here longer, more often? Okay, we're going to bring out, I don't know, Paige out here for, for 14 minutes versus 10 minutes, but we're not going to really explain or think about or uh, understand why she's out here for those extra minutes. Why does the audience want to see it? I think it's very reactionary versus um, proactive. And it's neither, uh, it's no revolution there whatsoever. I don't think there's any change in how they're doing it. If anything, all they're doing is showing you more faces and kind of just dangling them out there a little bit longer, but they're not really doing anything with these people. I'm hoping that someone comes to light, but it just seems like everyone's just running around in the dark when it comes to management, when it comes to writing, when it comes to just execution. You know, unfortunately, it, it just seems like they just don't care. And and that has been the overriding theme with, with WWE for, for, again, a decade now, that they just don't care, or over a decade. They are responding to a stimulus, but there's no, it's almost a reptilian brain. There's no real reason besides, oh, it's there. This is what you want. Okay, here. Do you think it's also tradition that we as viewers continue to watch and basically watch to be um, to be disappointed? Well, I mean, <laughs> half of it is that there's a lack of competition, you know, so you don't really have any other major player to really root for or to really compete and give WWE a reason to kind of change its ways. You know, and that's what WCW, that's what their greatest strength was. That's what Attitude Era was so great because they had to compete with um, WCW who was pulling their audience. So it's like, now we got to give these people something. 
you know, whereas now, you know, they're not worried about these smaller promotions. WWE is a monster. You know, it's nobody else competing on their level. Nobody else providing the production value. Nobody else booking the large arenas. So, I mean, you can't, you know, with the, with the cable access and doing the numbers. So, it's like you can't really compete. And because of that, they're not really sweating it for right now. I mean, so UFC is like a different animal in and of itself. And it's kind of a competitor and kind of not, you know, whereas Lucha and some of the other stuff, like NXT, they own. But Lucha and some of the other stuff, you know, they don't really have the backing and they, they don't have the position. They're not on the same level commercially. Exactly. To, to, do it, to do it as WWE is doing it. Like the WWE has no sweats, but you as a wrestling fan, you who just likes to see grown men and women smack each other on top of the head with chairs, you have more options than ever in this day and age to get your fix. With Even if you, if you subscribe to the network, Raw is terrible, you have old stuff you can go watch if, if you want to get your WWE fix. If, if you're trying to look for something more progressive, El Rey has put up like multiple episodes of Lucha Underground for you to go watch. I mean, there's, there's plenty of options. New to Pran Wrestling is, has their own s- streaming service, which you can subscribe to now, even across. So if you're, if you're a wrestling fan, you're tired of the WWE. The thing is, a lot of these promotions, they don't try and be the WWE, and that's wonderful. That's the problem with TNA. They've been trying to be new WCW, and that just doesn't work. But these, these Lucha Underground, New Japan Wrestling, uh, these are where all the wrestlers are going to wrestle. All the hot signees, these are, where, that, these are the places they're going to wrestle. So you're saying, it sounds like you're saying wrestling fans aren't branching out enough. Oh, uh, I think it's not wrestling fans are. I think it's it's mainstream public. I mean, Lucha Underground is not going to get like an ESPN segment. They're not going to be on like a sports center blimp. But like, if you're a wrestling fan, 2015, you there's too much wrestling for you to watch. And well, there's well, a you, lot of good stuff. Well, the argument isn't, is there enough wrestling watch? Is is it worthy of watching? Like, oh, yes. Just like I said, everyone, the mainstream is, and the mainstream king right now is WWE. So... Are we just so just conditioned to just continue watching because that's what we consider the best? And are we not branching out to all of these options that you say we have? Yeah, that's, I mean, a lot. I mean, Lucia Underground, this was their first year. This was their first year. Well, well I mean, WWE is the standard bearer, you know, <clears throat> and that's the, the issue. And that's the problem is that unless they change the standard and set it a higher bar, then we're going to get what we get. You know, and everybody else is trying to kind of play catch up. And that's fine, but until, you know, there there really is a major player who can kind of step it up, then WWE is going to be fine. And, it, you know, again, it's about the ease of access. WWE's on what? USA and FX, Spike, whatever. You can get it. You don't have to, like, search through for wrestling, Raw sucks or whatever, you know, go to some website or risk anything. You can just cut on the TV and find WWE. You know, go through your channel guide, do a search, and you got it. I mean, uh, you know, so... That's a big. Um, they don't have that barrier to entry, you know, that some of these other uh, uh, these other uh, promotions have. Hey, yo, internet! It's Kim Sonian, the ghost producer of the Fanbro Show, right here with my man Don Will. Yup. And we need you to rate, subscribe, and comment on our iTunes page, our SoundCloud page, and of course, check out Fanbros.com for what Don Will? What do they need to check out? For all the hottest updates in geek culture. What? I over-enunciated for diction and clarity. Oh, positivity! Uh, that's right! Wait, you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to show you what we like to do on a nightly basis. We're going to give you a little clap therapy. So, Josephine, I want you to take your hands off the microphone right now. 
Here it is. Follow, follow this man. There it is, there it is, there it is. And you can learn, you can watch and learn how it's done. And a one, and a two, and a three. New day rocks. New day rocks. New day rocks. Let me hear you. Say it. You smiling though. You smiling. See, that's good. She feels it. It's in your body. Welcome back, fan bros. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. I think we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna move to our final segment. Is that not correct, Miss Miss Jones? That sounds and, correct uh, to me. We got SummerSlam. Excited or not? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's SummerSlam. Next biggest, next biggest stage next to WrestleMania. Of, of course, I'm always curious to see what they do. It's not really who wins the match; it's to see the shenanigans that happen and what <laughs> stupid stuff and how they try to explain their way out of this. Right. So uh, we're, we're going to have some fun, right? We're going to make some match predictions. I, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I think I've made my decisions. I've thought it over a few, uh, just a little bit. Is Are right. you ready, LOIC? I'm as ready as I can be with this nonsense. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like WWE just, you know, gives us the tripe. Got it. All right. Let's... Let's start from the beginning. The current SummerSlam card right now, we have the Fatal 4-Way match for the WWE Tag Team Championship. We got the Primetime Players versus the New Day versus Los Matadores versus the Lucha Dragons versus everyone that's Black, (laughs) Spanish, Asian, Indian. I mean, really, really. Just just every basically the population of New York uh, City. Dominican, we have a Puerto each other. Rican with so, a press. Yeah. Jeez, like, come on, man. <laughs> anyway, so so you know, this, this, this of course plays into what we've been saying about, about racism. But this is the racism match, everybody. Who do you have on deck for uh, for taking away the win? Oh, this is this is hard because while the black folks and the minorities and the and the Hispanics are stuck to the mid card. You cannot lie that primetime players are not over, and you cannot deny that the New Day is not over, right? Oh, they're uh, definitely over. Yo, Big E dancing over the defeated bodies of his opponents? No, he... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you brought that up, because that's when it clicked for me. That's that's when I was like, okay, I like right. <laughs> Hold on. Also, I know they're trying to clean up their act. How is it that New Day is getting away with interpreting two live crew songs in the back. Oh, wait! I thought I was the only one that picked that up! I was just like, is no one going to mention that they said that? Is no one going to mention that they were freaking singing two live crew? What were, the, what were they chanting? They no, were like, we want a new day. They changed. We, they we changed. want a new day. Yeah, like, this is going nuts. Oh, my gosh. And, and like you said, like, no, I'm sure other people picked it up, but it just seemed like internally just it just flew over everybody's head. I'm like, wow, well, that's some that's some phenomenal stuff right there. If I've ever seen it. OK, well, I, I want New Day to win. Just yeah. I want it because, you know, my boy Xavier Woods, PAT candidate, you know, showing out for the people. I feel like the E is going to go with the primetime players. Mainly because Titus O'Neil's got a lot of good press, especially mainstream press right now. And Titus, I think Titus O'Neil is really over. Darren Young, better worker. It's O'Neal who's over. Yeah, Titus is way over. The New Day is going to win this. The New Day is going to win and take the yeah. championship from the primetime players. Primetime players, while, you know, they WWE wants to get behind Titus and they want him to be a star. But they just, something's not clicking with Titus. And, you know, so he's over to a degree and PTP is over to a degree. But, you know, Darren Young is always going to be kind of like that additional hanger on 
with a new day, they're they're getting into their heel groove. And I think WWE is going to give them the title just to give them a chance to kind of run with it and see what they can do. I also have the New Day pegged as uh, being a winner going over on this one. But I'm also nervous because I can't trust WWE. I never will. You know, I I always have a feeling they're going to self-sabotage themselves like they always do and possibly stop the, uh, I guess, the escalation of the New Day at this point. So I'm a little nervous of what happens after the match is is over. But I'm going to also give it to the New Day. I guess we need to stop telling the New Day secrets. We need, like, someone in the back, wait, they're singing two live crew? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't understand how <laughs> that no, went Biggie, right under the radar. <laughs> Biggie calling JoJo Josephine in his preacher voice? Like, oh, my God, this stuff is... See, this is why we watch it for Biggie. This is why we watch it. Hilarious, hilarious. All right, then we have the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. We got... The big guy ride back. We also got the bigger guy, the big show, and we also have the not so big guy, the Miz. Who do you have going? Yo, is 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 the big guy not just like the worst nickname? It's the most it's the most uninspired nickname I've ever heard. The big guy. <laughs> That's like what your dad calls you because your dad's bored. Like the big it's, guy. It's, it's like, like some something like Al Bundy would call himself. <laughs> like Oak High King, it's a, the big it's guy. Some meathead stuff. I mean, I think it's it's perfect for Ryback. I think yeah. Ryback's gonna take this match. He's gonna retain his Intercontinental Championship. Ryback's gonna retain just because he's been out with an injury. So this feud has kind of been put on hold for the last month and a half with Ryback's staff infection. I has Big Show ever held the Intercontinental title? I think that's the one title he has not held. I know earlier in the year they were they were pointing to that fact. No, I think he did. When, when he was showing Jericho, I think they might have had the titles back then. But they might put it on Big Show because Big Show, there's two there's two big guys on the roster. There's Mark Henry and there's Big Show. And the WWE likes to protect Big Show, all right? Yes. Um, when, when Mark Henry gets beat up by Brock Lesnar, he gets taken out by one F5. All right? When Big Show gets beaten up by Brock Lesnar, he has to have the whole ring thrown on him and get beat down for 20 minutes to chairs. It's still a beat down, but who looks stronger in their beat down? Big Show. So, Big Show's a wild card. No. Mm, no. I hear dissension. Mark Henry and Big no. Show. Are, I don't think, are, they, I don't the think they make Big Show look strong it at all. It just depends on what they have to do. Because <laughs> Big Show will take that single F5 just like Mark Henry will. It just depends on, you know, who are we, are we trying to make Brock look strong this week or not? You know? <laughs> right. Right. I think it's, I don't I don't ever think they're looking at it from Big Show's point of view. They're looking at it as <laughs> can we he's the tool that we use to make this other guy look better. Yeah. So WWE never functions in any kind of logical, rational fashion like that. It's always you're hot Roman Reigns. So now you're going to go take out Big Show with a single punch. You know, now, you know, you're not hot Roman Reigns. So now you're getting taken out by Big Show. You know, so it's always, you know, that back and forth of, you know, good versus evil WWE and no sense. I feel like when when they're not, I don't know, parading the OGs out just to get some cheap heat. I just the other only other function with a lot of these OGs are just exactly exactly how you said that. Okay, let's get this guy some more pop. You know, you you're hot right now. Let's go ahead and you know neither the face to whomever to Big Show in this case, and then you know we'll give you some more heat. I I just think they just. They use them as real cheap plot devices, to be honest. And not even plot devices. They use them as cheap characters. Yeah, I mean, because right now, there's no need to give Mark Henry a big show or somebody a title. They're just enhancement wrestlers right now. I mean, that's the, that's the stage of their career they're at. I mean, Mark Henry had a great run when he did the Hall of Pain, but he suffered an injury, and that kind of derailed that. But, he, you know, they did good in the ratings, and Mark Henry was just kicking butt and taking names. I enjoyed his matches. 
But that injury derailed that, and you know now he's just been kind of stuck in the same enhancement role for the last couple of years. If this was a, um, I don't know, parallel universe, Ryback would win, but then something would happen, and Damian Sandow would pop out of nowhere and then <laughs> cause another feud <laughs> to begin. Or maybe Damian Sandow would, would would DQ him. Who knows? But uh, in the real world, unfortunately, you know we don't have such such um, exciting things like that happening. So I say Ryback too. Next, we got Triple Threat Elimination Tag Team Match with the requisite Bella. Well, not the Bella Twins, but the Team Bella, I yeah, guess. Team, yeah, Team Bella. Yeah, uh, the Bella Twins and Leecha Botch. Then we have Team Bad with Sasha Banks, Naomi, and Tamina Snuka versus the ever-changing name, Corrient. They like the submission sorority or something like They that. were, but then someone used Google and said, nope. Nope, can't use yeah, this name. Yeah, so now they're PCB, which is, again, very uninspired. We got Paige, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. So this triple threat elimination tag team match. First, how long is this match going to be? This match, it's, it is, I'm going to say it's going to be in the middle of the card, probably 14 minutes. They, they've been giving them Divas two segments. They're going to probably, i say, 14 to 12 minutes. All right, so they're going to they're gonna get them a decent amount of time. They're actually going to mm. get them a respectable amount of time, we say that. Yes. All right, and do we actually see a, do we actually see a winner coming out of this? Uh, we, no, we see the Bellas coming back during this whole, hey, we brought up all these NXT ladies up. Bellas have been taking a lot of losses. Pretty much, you're going to see, which which one of the Bellas? Nikki, right? Nikki's got the belt. Uh, you're going to see her have that belt until she breaks AJ Lee's record. That way, they can take AJ Lee's name from the history books and slowly wipe it away as well because of her boo. And so, I think Bellas, Bellas win, win this. And probably a couple of blotches from Brie and 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 Alisa. Alicia Botch. Yeah. Yeah. Alicia <laughs> Botch. <laughs> you know, you know, WWE isn't really good at at logic when it comes to storylines, but they're really good at erasing people from their oh, history, yeah. right? That's why Randy Orton became the new youngest heavyweight champion and took that record away from Brock Lesnar. WWE is petty and they hold grudges. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh in this match, uh, right, it's only right. two factors to consider, Team Bella or PCB, because Team BAD has too many black people on it, so they're not going to win. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking that that's, 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 that's the color scheme, so they're not going to let that go. And again, I think it's an aspect of self-sabotage. In the beginning, when they had Team Bad going out, they had Sasha holding the uh, her, her NXT um, Women's Championship belt, and all of a sudden, they just stopped letting her carry it with her. So I feel like they're once they kind of just bringing them down. They're like, you know what? This team is there's too much melanin on this team. We got to bring them down a little bit and fo- focus back on the uh, the TNA girls. It makes Bella look bad. Come on, she has it makes a them belt. Look extremely. Bella bad. has like a butterfly bracelet. What do you expect? <laughs> like, but see, that's what I'm saying. I, I noticed that. I noticed that when when they're trying to di- uh, divert the focus off of things, they start doing stuff like that. And like I said, when, when the the moment Sasha started walking out without. The title. I said, "Wait a minute! You know what's happening? Are you are you trying to deflect the attention?" And and here we are. And I think that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna they're going to self sabotage their so called revolution. All right, Ellis. So, what's your final choice, Team Bella? Yeah. So, Team Bella, Team Team Bella's gonna take it. <sighs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by PCB, but Team I really, Bella. I wouldn't be surprised based on the strength of of your um, your assessment, Bowman. I would have to say Team Bella. My heart wants to go with PCB, but you actually made a lot of sense, so valid it is. There was one card added today, one one match added to the day. Cesaro versus 
Kevin Owens. Yes, I'm here for that car. Kevin Owens going? Is I'm here for that win. match. All right, so the, Kevin Owens gonna, I, all day. Ooh, this is hard. This this is this is hard. No, this now, is hard. This C- could actually C- this actually has some 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 a little bit of probability to it. So um, Cesaro takes a lot of L's, and he's about to add another one to his L's. Takes a lot of L's. <laughs> as they, they attempt to get <laughs> Kevin Owens. But if Kevin Owens takes two L's in one weekend, that What's they it? might what, kill what, his what character. Would be? Well, it's gonna be NXT Takeover, oh. the title match, the ladder match with nah, Finn Balor. I don't think it has anything to do with it. But if they do do that to Kevin. If they do that to Kevin, that's playing into what you both were saying earlier at the top of this show, where where WWE won't give their their newest biggest talents enough of a push and keep them in a mid card level. This would actually if, if they if they make Owens take the L, they're actually playing right into what you. And both that's were saying exactly earlier. what they're gonna do. I mean, Owens is gonna win this, but Cesaro, <laughs> who the fans have loved for the last several years, he's gonna take the L. Owens is gonna get you know the bump, taking so get his heat back. And go into um because he's a younger guy. He's the newer talent. He can go on to new and different feuds. Where Cesaro's kind of had his chance. They don't really want to back him when they had the chance to do it. You know, they kind of let that ball drop. So the fans are still behind Cesaro, as we see in his matches, but the the company isn't. You know, so the company just uses him kind of how they use Daniel Bryan, where this is the guy that the fans really like to cheer for. Let's bring him out and make it look like, oh, he has a shot. And he doesn't. Yeah, you know they're not gonna let they're not gonna let Owens lose that many times in a row. They for for the sake of of the whole point of bringing him up in the first place, they're gonna give him the win over uh, Cesaro. So I think that's another unanimous vote. I don't know. If we we we've, we've uh, disagreed yet. I think we're all pretty much on the same page. Uh, but let's see if that is still true on the next one where we have. Arrow himself, Stephen Amell versus uh, well, Arrow and Neville actually teaming up versus Stardust and I'm not calling him King Barrett. His name is Bad News Barrett. He's got the, I guess King. We, we'll save the King title for Booker. Yeah, it's the only true he, King. He was he was better than Bad News Barrett, so whatever. Okay, so the WWE has a history of celebrity matches. This one's gonna probably be good. The most overpowered celebrity guest in WWE history is Snoop Dogg. I don't think Snoop Dogg has taken a loss. He's got an over on everybody. <laughs> he's completely right. OP, man. Like, he's unbeatable. <laughs> Original gangster. Snoop Dogg is OP in WWE Universe. But Arrow is something else, all right? Amel and, and Stardust have been going at this thing for months. Yeah. Uh, WWE wanted to bring him in earlier. Uh, it didn't look like it was going to happen. It finally happened. I uh, hit Stardust with that spear on Monday. I was just going to say, do you see how he vaulted? vaulted the barricades, jumped and sprung completely over the top rope and then speared the shit out of Stardust. Like you like you said, this is it's traditional to have the celebrity match, but it's also traditional for the celebrity either one, not do much that's believable, or two, have someone fight on their behalf. Not so much this time. This is not gonna be a, a whole Ron Killings and Adam Pac-Man Jones type of situation where he can't touch anybody. We're gonna have, I think I'm not going to say it's going to be the, the best wrestling match ever, but I think it's going to be entertaining. Uh, I guess the, the true question is, does he show up in the oh, costume? That's a good... DC <laughs> let him show up in the costume. I don't think DC is going to allow it. They're not going to be, <laughs> they're not going to allow them to sign the, the, the rights to be able to do that for one night. They're not going to agree on, on the, on the numbers when it comes to money. He's going to, he's going to end up in a, a green outfit with allusions to it, but he's not going to have an outfit. But, yeah, they're gonna allude to it. They're gonna allude to it. Also, because when they were first selling the uh, 
the fight or the potential fight, they were using a lot of those. They actually use like comic book reference promo uh, graphics where they even drew them in a comic book format. But no, they're not going to. It's going to be, as as Illa said, it's going to be more of an allusion to, to the Green Arrow. Um, uh, I think this is going to be one of the better celebrity matches or maybe one of the better celebrity matches we've had in a long time and actually entertaining and something I'm actually looking forward to. I usually use a celebrity match as my bathroom break, so not this time. I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna I mean, this is the easiest around. match to call. It's Stephen Amell all day. Yeah, of course. Of course. This is this is a cross-promotion. Um, if you don't know that by now, anytime we do cross-promotions like this, unless it's something somebody Vince really hates, the, the celebrity always wins, so. Now, does Neville change his tights? Does he, instead of purple, does he put on red tights? Ah, red arrow. I don't know. That would be smart, right? If yeah, they were going with the whole if, thing, right? If they're going. Right, what's the next going? match? Uh, next match, we got Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper, that crazy-ass family, versus Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Uh, kind of, sort of, the Shield put back together again. We got Wyatt family minus... Shield minus. Right. <laughs> Thoughts on that match? So originally the dirt sheets were saying that Sting was going to be involved for this, but they're not using Sting for whatever reason. They're not they using Sting for this, no. They, they want to use him something else. Now, Wyatt versus the Shield, uh, was it two years ago now? Had some great stuff. Just It was just, I, I'm hoping that they make this just a tornado style. Just get the ref router it and just let these boys go hit each other. And it's going to be really fun if they just yeah. let those boys go hit each other. I see this one. Uh, the Wyatt family is going to continue their streak of beating the crap out of the shield. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to be made to look strong. And Dean Ambrose is going to take the loss. And the Wyatt family is going to win again. Did they win? I, I thought the shield won no, the last two. The Wyatt family has always served up the shield. Always. Served up some of that country cooking. <laughs> okay. So Wyatt, Bray Wyatt needs a, he needs a win. He needs a W badly. Because... He can take these little wins on SmackDown and Raw, but it comes to pay-per-views. His win-loss record is shameful right now. So, uh, Wyatt Family needs the win. Now, they might make everyone look strong and have Luke Harper take the loss. He might take the pit. Or we might see shenanigans. There's, there's With a Wyatt match, there's always possibility for shenanigans. So, um, the other guy, Eric Rowan, might come back. I was just And actually, this match might end in a DQ. I, I, that was actually going to be my response, that this was going to be a DQ ending match. Um, the reason, I mean, the, the whole, one of the other reasons why they're, they're doing this matchup is they're trying to build up Luke Harper a little bit back up as well as Dean Ambrose. I feel like their light has fizzled a little bit um, in the past few months, and they're trying to give them at least some shine, some type of shine. So, yeah, of course, they want to make everyone, they're going to move more towards making everyone look a little stronger. But I, I honestly believe that they, whether it's uh, Rowan or anything, something else, they're going to end this match in a DQ. I don't think there's a winner on this one. I, I think I, I, I might side with Illa. I'm going to say Wyatt family or Wyatt minus, minus whatever, these two. They're, I think they're going to the, the L. We're going to see more of this because this is just good money. This is this is just a uh, uh, you know bread and butter combo for the WWE last two years. Cool, cool. All right, um, we so I guess we got maybe the two the last left. We got the two biggest matches of the night, or build as the two biggest matches of the night. We have the winner takes all match: the U.S. champ versus the WWE World Heavyweight Champ of the World, John Cena versus Seth Rollins. What happens here? Disqualification. DQ all day. <laughs> um, I, that was my first first thought, and my, that was my first thought from the top to the bottom, man. DQ all day. 
They're not I, gonna, it's stalemate, man. I didn't know that John Cena was a Miami U fan. I didn't know this, seeing how they hated him in Miami. Oh. He got these <laughs> new shirts printed up. He got these new shirts printed up that look just like the University of Miami. And they, they print 15-time world champion. Now, John Cena shirts don't mean a damn thing because they'll print up a new one every week. But I don't see them making him 16-time world champion just yet. He's going to beat Flair's record. Flair will argue he's got 19 championships. But WWE says he's 16. I don't see John Cena breaking it yet. We might have shenanigans. Um, I don't think we're going to see Sheamus again. Heels normally don't cash in on other heels. What happened Monday night, this past Monday, just didn't make a damn sense. We had a referee that didn't know what a Money in the Bank cash-in was. Uh, that was strange. Yeah. But I think you guys are right. This ends in some type of shenanigans. We get a DQ or no contest or the ref forgets to end the match. DQ, DQ, DQ across the board. And finally, we have Brock Lesnar with our buddy Paul Heyman versus... The Undertaker. What about Randy Orton versus Sheamus? Uh, we'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she, that's what everybody in the arena is going to be saying as they go take a piss break <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But what about what about Brock and The Undertaker? How many F fives are going to be delivered? How many suplexes? How many times are the suplexes? I've gotta, I've gotta go with my main <laughs> man, Brock Lesnar, for the victory. I think they're gonna keep him strong uh, in this match versus Undertaker. Undertaker's gonna hit his moves, but in the end, he's just gonna succumb to the F five fury of Brock Lesnar, and the Beast is gonna reign supreme. I don't know if shenanigans are gonna take place, but definitely Brock is gonna walk away with the win because there's no point in having him lose. I mean, you know, he's he's their their main attraction right now, uh, and they've done it before. I, I, Brock is willing to take the loss, but it wouldn't serve any purpose. I mean, why lose to the Undertaker only to feud with who? Brock signed that new contract. I think it was a three year contract, four year contract this time, so they're gonna have him. He's working more dates. I'm a little disappointed that the WWE doesn't refer to their previous matches. I'm talking about the O3 stuff. When Brock and Tech were feuding for the title back on SmackDown, they had some brilliant like uh, Hell in a Cell matches and like um, like chain matches, uh, steel chain matches. Uh, so Brock and Undertaker they have good chemistry. This is crazy. Now <laughs> some crazy people on the internet will say the vigilante Sting will come and take out the mercenary Brock Lesnar and set up some type of feud for Mania. Don't know. That's crazy. That, that, um, it sounds like same thing of last year, though. Like, all right. I now, I don't know how many years since Undertaker's worked two matches in a year. Like, this is crazy. Shit. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> this, this this doesn't happen. So this really is. I know they want to protect. They want to protect Brock Lesnar. Undertaker is one of the few people kayfabe in the WWE universe that could take Brock Lesnar because remember he's a magical undead wizard. Right. He's not a human being. He's not a human being. And as long as the Undertaker doesn't get concussed this time, it could go in his favor. Because he needs to he needs to take he needs to take a win back. And they yeah. might settle this at Mania. Like they'll say this is the end of the actual era. We need to settle this score. The you know, it's one one. And so WrestleMania is in Texas. They're trying to sell um, you know, Jerry Land. They're trying to sell Jerry Land out next year. And if you have Stone Cold, The Rock doing something, Ronda Rousey, 
Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker 6, but they're going to bill it as Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker 3. You know, that's going to put butts in seats. Yeah, I'm with you, Bowman. I'm going with The Undertaker on this one as well. Yeah, they may have no reason for Brock to lose, but what's the reason of bringing The Undertaker out two times in one year? Unless they're going to actually give him something. So I'm going with The Undertaker and... The other points you brought up as well. I could, I could see them trying to set up the Sting match um, because Undertaker wins and then what? I mean, he has nobody to feud with. There's no purpose to that. So if Sting comes out and DQs um, Brock, you know, then Brock gets to win and remains strong um, in a match against Undertaker. I mean, there's no real upside to this. Plus, I don't really want to see Brock versus uh, Undertaker right now, period. You know what I mean? Much less again at WrestleMania. So, I mean, there's no reason for it to come. This is just more of a, a transitional yeah, yeah, match. Yeah. But, Ella, it's not about what you want to see. You're an audience member. WWE doesn't care what the audience wants. True, but... I mean, they could do something crazy, like, right, Paul Heyman hires Sting to take out The Undertaker, and Sting does it because he realizes The Undertaker is evil for kicking Brock Lesnar in the balls last, last pay-per-view. Well, I see this match more like, okay, we had Rock versus Hulk Hogan, one, and then the second one was Hollywood Rock versus uh, Hulk Hogan, but that really was just a transition match for Vince McMahon to set up to set up the match for Vince versus Hogan, and so I see this match being serving the same purpose to set up uh, somebody versus Undertaker for later down the line. All right, I get it. Well, you know, now we got that out of the way. Do you do you want to go back to Randy? Nah, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't care about them. <laughs> I don't care. What this is what's gonna happen? I care right? about Randy. So, okay, so Sheamus is gonna. Sheamus is going to go for the top rope flying nothing, eat an RKO, lose, and then he's going to be like, it doesn't matter. I got the money in the break briefcase. I'm going to cash in whenever. You're a loser, Randy. Yeah. That's, good. That's what's going to happen. That's the match. So, All right. So it looks like we got our SummerSlam predictions on deck. Definitely mark this in your calendars. SummerSlam is August 23rd. It's almost here. Will we be victorious in our predictions will we not uh, definitely invite everyone listening to this super special special delivery to comment and comment on the soundcloud definitely email us if you have questions or if you wanted to either agree or disagree with us let us know you can reach us at contact at fanbros.com and before we leave any last words mr bowman and mr yuri yo wrestling is uh the last great form of live theater left to the human race peep it out wow Deep. We're life. I'm not getting all Hello? philosophical and shit. I just like watching Brock Lesnar stomp the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> Brock is a beast. And he has a great theme song. When that joint hits, you know it's going down.